the press's report on the smear that we made. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I'm calling it the Taylor Swifting of America. That'll Why be my, are you that'll calling be, it that? That'll be the t- title of my new book. The Great Swiftening. The Swiftening. There, that's better. See, my editor just improved it. The Swiftening <laughs> of America, and it have a picture of Taylor Swift on the cover. My quickie competing book is going to be Taylor Swift Boated. Oh, gotcha. Live from Studio C. Savior! Dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, hey everybody, it's trash day, yet I didn't take the trash out. And one of the tutelage of our general manager. Civility and incivility. Civility is our general manager. And incivility. Man, that is a uh, highbrow general manager. Mm. It's It's a two-person general managership. Who will prevail? Who will take the reins of the company? Like when Time Magazine had a person of the year that was the computer or the woman or... Exactly, but I have two, so it's even more sophisticated. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was just thinking, there's, there's, I, I, I don't think we're sharing anything we're not supposed to share, I don't think, but the world of uh, talk radio, I got to believe it's the same in television, but at least in the world of talk radio, there's all kinds of discussions being had and research being done of what, what people want. Um, do they want all this Trump stuff all the time? Uh, do they want, you know, do, 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 do pro-Trump people want only pro-Trump stuff and just all these different things? I don't believe at all. And I have to make my living going with what I think is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's the way I make my house payment and have for, for a long time. But I don't believe that there's any demographic group that would tell you, I want to hear about Nikki Haley over and over again. I don't think anybody in their real life thinks that's much of a story. If I'm inside the Beltway, maybe I do. If I just, I'm a lobbyist in Fairfax, Virginia, perhaps I do. And so trying to figure out what it is, I mean, you know, just as I look at newspapers and the cable news and whatever, they think stuff like that is so important. I just don't right. believe anybody in their real life does. Nope. And that is, a uh, yeah. You know, I wish that uh, part of our situation is that the Washington Post is an enormously powerful and influential and widely read newspaper, as is the New York Times. And um, it reminds me of the old joke, the uh, Washington Post is read by people who think they run the world, the uh, Wall Street Journal is read by the people who actually run the world, New York Times, I can't remember. But um, those two newspapers compare, or um, I'm sorry, they uh, they control so much of the, the conversation. I wish the Chicago Tribune would emerge as one of those supergiants, or the LA Times, or, sure. or God help us, the San Francisco Chronicle, but... 
you know, one of those non-Eastern media elite yeah, papers. Yeah, yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because they get sucked into all that. Not only are they like into Nikki Haley as a political force, they know her. They hang True. out with her. Oh. They're in the cocktail parties oh, with yeah. her. We didn't. We didn't uh, get into this enough. The uh, we did a little the other day. With the, there's two Supreme Court justices that went to the same high school. They all went to the same yeah. college. Two of them went to the same high school. Right. I mean, that's just crazy. And then when I saw Britt Hume on Fox. He's their senior political commentator, and he was talking on the Kavanaugh thing. He said, look, I know Kavanaugh's dad. I actually know Mrs. Ford's dad. I thought, look at the world that this is. Yeah. If you go to the elite high school, this commentator on Fox knows the dad of the <laughs> the alleged victim and the person that's going to be in the Supreme Court. Right. That's how long and thick the whole thing is yeah. right. of this town. Just keep giving those people more and more power, though, because they'll use it for your good. <laughs> But isn't, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It just doesn't even seem possible. Yeah, for the rest of the country. 350 million people ooching around. And, for the rest of the country, none of us know any of those people. Right. Or know anybody who knows any of those people. Sure. They all live in the same neighborhood. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great, as always. Um, I noticed on the studio door and on the control room doors on all the uh, we now have locks, which is pretty exciting. I was just thinking about it. I guess for safety reasons, it's pretty overdue. Yeah, but this is great because I was just, I'm waiting for your first dispute, the two of you, when one of you hurts the other's feelings and one goes to the bathroom, <laughs> then you lock the studio door and that's right. You know, if I, I ever come back in the studio in a hotel, <laughs> if the studio door is locked, I'll just go to my car. <laughs> go home. I can go home now. I, I'm just awesome. picturing, you know, Joe saying you hurt my feelings, Jack, and you know, if you yeah. apologize, then I'll let you in. You know, yeah, that's like gonna that. happen. <laughs> awesome, I'm done for the day. I've changed the locks. <laughs> <laughs> there is positive Sean who smiles lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. There are 15 new nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, this is Joe's favorite story. Uh, what an idiotic waste of time. For you. The Rock and Roll Hall of Tourists Who Like Music. <laughs> and I will continue to list these names until my microphone is turned off by outside forces and you guys move along to another topic. Michael, I'll they, give you one of these. Yeah, they I'm are ready. The Cure, Def Leppard, Def Leppard, well. Devo, Jan, what has what has nine arms and sucks? Def Leppard. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, wow. Diva. Hey, Janet Jackson. Janet John Jackson. Janet, Janet Jackson into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, you know, Janet Jackson, very big act, but rock and roll. Uh, well, that's, okay. That concept's dead. All right. Kraft Work, which sounds like a cheese factory. Mm. Uh, they are Germans. Yes. Kraft you have no track. respect for the yes. German music scene. LL Cool J. Another M- great rock and roller. <laughs> MC5. <laughs> Yes. Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Roxy Music, Rufus and Shaka Khan. Oh, Stevie Nicks, like my general manager, civility and incivility. Go on, <laughs> Todd Rundgren. Stevie and, Nicks is a solo act. Okay, and uh, the Zombies rounding out the fifteen. There you go. Uh, do you need to be in more than once? I don't think. Yeah, we'll argue about that later. I suppose. Yeah. There's Marshall Phillips who does I'm our in the door. Who does our news every day? How are you, Marshall? All right, I'm doing very well. Thanks to modern dentistry, my tooth is fixed. And this morning, I celebrated by dumping coffee all over me. That's is why I've stripped down to my undershirt. Oh my! Oh, I'll look at him! Yes, yes, we <laughs> right, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, look at that! I spilled wine on my pants. <laughs> Whoops! 
We Finns have odd ways of celebrating. (laughs) Funny, I realize you probably go to a regular dentist, but when you go to the dentist, I'm picturing that classic W.C. Field scene where he's standing on the guy's chest with the pliers. I was a little like that yesterday. If you've never seen it, YouTube it or something. It's it's worth it. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, Rocktober 10th. The year 2018, we're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Now, I, I, am I picturing correctly a uh, a Laurel and Hardy? I know the Three Stooges had some fine dentistry scenes as well. It's kind of a staple of the old-timey comedy. Yes. <laughs> Probably because yeah. it was so awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we joke about that, which we uh, fear. All right, let's begin now, officially according oh, to FCC rules and regulations. Uh, here we go at Mark. This award and every single award given out tonight were voted on by the people. And you know what else is voted on by the people? Is the midterm elections on November 6th. Get out and vote. I love you guys. I was expecting more out of Taylor Swift. She's woke, man. Expecting more fire out of Taylor Swift there. What are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Well, more potential Saudi assassination squad links to the disappearance of that Washington Post journalist. We got Trump supporters locker up chant at the rally, not directed at Hillary Clinton this time. In California, may freeze motor voter after the DMV registration screw ups. Stories coming up in minutes. Now it's their their crimes against America have become so transparent they've realized they gotta shut her down temporarily. Yep. Is this LL Cool J or Janet Jackson? <laughs> this is Tom Petty. I changed the locks. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> awesome. Nice call, Michael. Um, so we'll get into all that coming up. Oh, how's my bag left? Pretty good. Oh, it's outstanding. A uh, and hilarious. Stormy Daniels Donald Trump reset, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yes. She apologized for body shaming. Did we mention that yesterday? Yes, that's great. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They discovered a 627-foot tunnel going under the U.S.-Mexico border. That is a big tunnel. Oh, my God, six football fields long, 30 feet deep. I wonder what yeah. that was used for. That's in, that's, yeah, exactly. What We're was leaving uh, rush hour traffic, I assume. That is really a giant tunnel. Sure. Holy cow. How much money and time would that take? Of course, you know, if you tried to do that in California, it would cost $5 billion and take 25 years. You know, it's reminiscent of one of the plot lines of uh, Better Call Saul, the fabulous series on one of those networks that you'll find it if you want to. Um, <laughs> to be a clandestine Mexican engineer is probably some pretty good pay and work these days. You know, you want to make sure you keep a low profile in case the other guys find out what you're doing from the other cartel. But I'm not I bet sure you make the, some pretty good money. I'm not sure the safety requirements are that stringent. If it collapses Sorry. on you, that sucks for you. Sorry to hear that. I'd build it pretty carefully. If, if I'm going in it? Yeah. If it? Well, no. If I'm building it for a drug lord, I'm building oh, right. it for El Chapo, and it crushes his guys and wastes his drugs, 
I'm thinking he gets pretty mad. Drugs? You think they were going to run drugs through that time? I, I do. I really do. Oh. Mailbag. Norman Borlaug with our freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, Ben the Libertarian. It's, it's uh, so worn out, I, uh, I can hardly make myself say it. Man seems to insist on ignoring the lessons available from history. So true. No, you, you, it's, it's, we do it in our own lives. Countries do it. The world does it. We think it'll be different this time. Right. We think we know better. Your crime of day. Uh, section 42, U.S. Code 271, Paragraph A, and 21 CFR 1250.44, Paragraph A, make it a federal crime for an airline to let multiple people drink out of the same cup on an interstate flight without thoroughly cleaning it after each use. You know, I don't hate that idea, <laughs> but apparently an intrastate flight, you can go ahead and just pass the glass around. So, uh, we have an airline, airline story for you coming up. I remember it's really good, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, stay yeah. tuned. You're going to be mad. American Airlines sticking it to you. Do you want to be mad? Stay tuned. All right. Who doesn't want to be mad? Sure, wake up and get angry. Or if you're already mad, you'll be madder. Right. So, this is quite the email, I think. is Yeah, from Phyllis. She sent it along. Today, the whole world is the same age. It's a very special day. This happens only once every thousand years. Take your age plus your year of birth. Okay. And every person equals 2018. It's so strange. Even Chinese numerologists and foreign experts can't explain it. You figure it out. See if it's 2018. Your age plus your year of birth equals 2018. Isn't that amazing? It works. <laughs> it's so funny. I got Hold sucked on. into Car- Carrying the one. <laughs> we'll give Sean a minute. I got sucked into this and I realized, wait a minute. That's true every year. Oh, my goodness. For all of history. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Your age plus the date of birth equals now? Equals yeah, the well, current year. Probably, probably should. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, everybody that's everybody thought, wow, that's, that's weird. That's cool. Yeah, you're just not awake yet. That's right. I, don't worry. Nobody's mocking you. I just love that sort of thing. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Jack Joe writes, Chris, happy Leif Erikson Day. Not only was he the leader of the first Europeans in the New World, he beat Columbus by over 500 years. All right, so a different hero who showed up in the North American landmass, more or less. Great, who cares? Yeah, but it makes Columbus Day even dumber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. If Yes, yes. If there was a shred of respectability to Columbus Day, this makes it just, well, it, it removes that shred. Mm. On the other hand, our whole theme is different peoples and civilizations taking and owning and exploiting various land masses, which has been nonstop every square inch of the globe since the first, you know, I don't know, ape got up on his hind legs and said, good morning, everyone. Uh, I mean, since Homo sapiens have existed, different groups of people have controlled different land masses. Do, does the does the country of Mexico have a day to celebrate when Cortez landed, or whichever Spaniard was first? I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know because it would seem weird. Wouldn't sure. it? Yes, Sean, a contribution. Uh, Leaf Erickson Day, uh, forever immortalized by the fantastic SpongeBob SquarePants. Hey, everybody! It's Leaf Erickson Day. Hinga dinga dargan. Which I guess is their traditional <laughs> greeting. Certainly. In the native tongue. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, um, and my favorite aspect of what I was just talking about is people who take a snapshot of one particular point in time 
and say that was when the right people own that landmass. And what's happened since has been an injustice and racism. And the border didn't cross. We didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. Okay, so that snapshot's your favorite one. Let's go back 125 years from then when a different people own that landmass. And 100 years before that, when three different people had gone through it. It's just it never changes. The only constant is change, Jack. Mm. Mm. A slightly similar theme. A nice note from uh, Joe and Dayton. Uh, recommends a uh, great 2018 Netflix special called The Angel. It's about uh, Egyptian leader Nasser's uh, son-in-law, who ended up spying for Israel and probably saved many, many lives by... Um, well, you got to watch the movie. It has to do with the 1967 Yom Kippur War. But, wow. Yeah, and 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 Joe claims, and Joe is a steady rolling guy, that he may be one, if not the only spy that's ever received the nation's highest award from both sides. Yeah. Anyway, sounds good. The Angel. Why do why do you get why do you get the award from the side side he was spying on? You'll have to watch because <laughs> I haven't, and I have no idea. Uh, but then he his P.S. is he was uh, at a casino. And um, at the craps table, he was done, had done well. So he pushed his chips forward and asked the dealer, can I color up? And uh, if you're a gambler, you know what that means. It I don't means know change your means. chips to the highest denomination so you don't have to carry a bunch of chips. Hmm. You trade in all your ones and fives and tens on hundreds so you can just grab three chips and walk over. Um, the black lady who was shooting dice next to me said, color up. Thinking I was impolite, I said, oh, sorry, color up, please. As I left, I heard her say to her friends, glad that white trash racist is leaving the table. Hadn't realized till a day later she thought I was leaving because a person of color was up next. And it burned my soul a bit. I guess it will never end, but I will never be so embittered to quit the fight for equality. There you go. You need a new term. Well, I I learned something about gambling there. There you go. Didn't know that. I just said, can I get rid of all these chips and get like a couple of the the, bl- the black ones there? Who are these people who have chips when they leave the table? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I'm about to say, at first I'd have to win something. Let's see. Voter registration vo- fraud in the DMV, writes Bruce. I think the legislature should request an audit of the DMV. Oh, wait. They voted against that. That's right. The California legislature just did. Because of the, uh, I mean, they're wasting money. They're abusing the the people. They're. Uh, causing people to wait for all day long for an appointment. It's it's utterly... And so the uh, various uh, folks called for an audit of the DMV, and the legislature said, no, no, we don't need that. Now, added to that is uh, voter registration fraud. So there was a big push for many years for people who aren't citizens to be able to get a driver's license. Right. Then that passed. Then that passed after uh, much resistance, and people finally their will weakened, and what are you going to do? So then you finally start giving people driver's licenses who aren't actually citizens, and then they get registered to vote. They pass the law that just getting your driver's license registers you to vote. And then magically people do get registered to vote. And that is the very nightmare scenario that right-wing nut jobs said would happen at the very beginning of this whole thing. And it has happened. You remember the you lie in the House of Representatives. That was Congressman Joe Wilson telling Obama he's lying when he says illegals will never get subsidized government health care. Interesting. Now, uh, Gavin Newsom says that should be the law of the land. We did not have time for the hilarious 
Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump uh, reset. Can't wait. We'll hit that in moments. Can't wait. Marshall's news on the way, and we'll get up to speed. We're easing into the day. We don't want to pull something. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The first annual Cannabis Cup in Sacramento has been postponed, probably because they were too stoned to remember to get their permits. Plus this. Al and I'm Anonymous here, late in life, second honeymoon, Miami. They decide to get the motors running, watch a little uh, a tasteful erotica in their hotel room. All right. They're uh, at a Donald Trump Beach Hotel in Miami. They flip on the adult choices. Yup, they're Stormy in all her glory. At a Trump Stormy hotel. Daniels offered up <laughs> at a Trump hotel. Can't make this up. <laughs> Making money on his honey, writes Al. That's fabulous. Unbelievable. You go to a Trump hotel, they're running Stormy Daniels movies for fourteen ninety five. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, a bone saw. They had a bone saw? Yeah. The Saudis showed up with a bone saw. Okay. We'll have, really? the latest, we'll have the latest on that later. Let's oh, get to the, the news. disappeared Saudi journalist, if you're not following that yeah. story. News now with Marsha Phillips. As you're getting into it, the Washington Post is reporting there was a Saudi hit squad reportedly laying in wait for the journalist Jamal Khashoggi at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul on October 2nd. A squad of men who investigators suspect played a role in his disappearance. They had come Played in- a role? Snuffing them and chopping them up is sure as hell playing a role. They had come in from Riyadh, the Saudi capital, early that morning. They checked into a couple of hotels in Istanbul before driving over to the consulate. By the end of the day, the team had, quote, conducted its business and left the country. They left on planes bound for Cairo I'm, I'm and sorry, Dubai. how quickly did they leave? The end of the day. Oh, same day. My. Yep. yep, same day operation. Fifteen Saudi diplomats with bone saws. Yes. Meanwhile, a private Turkish television channel close to that country's president aired surveillance video of Khashoggi walking into the Saudi consulate and a black van leaving later for the consul's home. The news channel suggesting that Khashoggi was inside the black Mercedes. Yeah, that's the the other theory that's emerging is that he's 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 alive. They just took him away somewhere. He's being held. Okay. Yeah. What, what about the bone saws? I don't know. To, to restate a point that Joe has made on this, too, there there has been much made about kind of hashtag-tivism, hashtag-tivism, and, you know, these these people, you know, brave, you're so brave sharing. Uh, this guy was in the belly of the beast, staring dragons in the mouth, and uh, he, this guy was the, the best of journalism that had to offer from from what I'm gathering, and it, it, I, uh, this, this story troubles me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joe made that point yesterday, the... Uh... <clears throat> The, the people in the street with bandanas or just hashtagging on your Twitter account. That's... Like the violent goons in Portland this past weekend, smashing oh, yeah. stuff up and terrorizing old people with bandanas on because they're so brave in a city that is condoned lawlessness and they're taking zero risk. Oh, you're such heroes. President Trump's in campaign mode for next month's midterms, but he's already attacking potential rivals in the 2020 presidential election at a rally in Iowa. Trump went after a number of possible rivals, including Senators Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and Richard Blumenthal. He also mocked California Senator Dianne Feinstein over denying leaking a letter from a sexual assault survivor. Did you leak the documents? What? What? No, I didn't. Did we leak? 
Did we leave? No, 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 we didn't. Did you ever see? No. She goes, no. He just said, no, we didn't leave. <laughs> Got a laugh out of Trump with the locker up for Diane Feinstein. You know, and I think they're talking about Feinstein. Can you believe that? My only objection to that is that he's now doing my job, and I wish he would let me do it. <laughs> Guy's got to make a living, Mr. President. I'd be for that if he let you do his job. Yeah, <laughs> well. Right. The California Motor Voter Program could be put on hold. Thank after, you for your vote. <laughs> after the state's top election official says got he... Got caught registering people who shouldn't be voting. He doesn't yet know if any of the roughly 1,500 people who were mistakenly registered to vote by the DMV actually voted in the June primary. Secretary of State Alex Padilla says his office is investigating. While this problem seems to be different, it's another mistake nonetheless, which, you know, my concern is it risks jeopardizing confidence in uh, the electoral process. You think? The Democratic Party has been working as hard as it can to register not only every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the country, uh, or every citizen it can possibly get, which is fine, it's difficult to argue against that, but non-citizens, illegal aliens, just anybody. Because they know even if a certain number of people are caught or there's a certain awareness of what's right. going on, they'll get most of it through. It's been an a, a open secret for years and years now. If you're not registered to vote... What should I do? Register and vote. All right. Bueno. More proof of Facebook's power. It turns out Facebook, with Instagram under its umbrella, will make almost $7 billion from video ads in the U.S. alone, according to a new study from eMarketer. Facebook is the number one social video ad platform in the country, taking in almost 87% of U.S. social video and spending. 87%. That's amazing. Is it a monopoly? Is it like the railroads? I don't know. I just hear that question. (laughs) There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We got a really uh, interesting and informative email from a dude who works for the Facebook uh, portal program. Okay. More uh, facts on that. I want to hear about that. Yeah. That's the uh, the, the video thing. Uh, Right. Yep. Facebook Facebook's going to have a camera in your home. Why not? Well, not for any nefarious purpose. Sounds fantastic. Um, totally unhackable. We're going to talk to Dan Balls of the Washington Post at 704. He's a big deal when it comes to politics and uh, taking a look at the, where the midterms are going to be, where the enthusiasm is. Saw the latest poll out yesterday, that the, the, the uh, another one showing Democrats with a clear lead, which is what happens after every presidential election of the last however many decades. But. Mm-hmm. Um, also, where's the outrage over Hillary's call for a civil war? We've got to talk about that at some point. Ugly times, Jack. Ugly, ugly, but ugly times. And how a consensual hookup on a college campus can cost you tens of thousands of dollars to defend yourself in the modern world. Yipes. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Strong and Getty 
civil times. I don't know if you're aware of this. My 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 alerting you to something you didn't know. Define civil, Jack, if you can. Certainly has the same root as civilization. To be civilized, if one is uncivil, one is uncivilized. Hillary Clinton, perhaps you've heard of her. Senator from New York, failed presidential candidate, Secretary of State. Yes, yes. Wife of the philanderer-in-chief, who is also a hell of a gifted politician, and would be a moderate to conservative Republican if he ran in 2020, Bill Clinton. Definitely. Hillary Clinton being asked about incivility on the left at a conference in Europe, overseas, consorting with foreigners. You know, I'm trying to make a serious point here. I probably ought to stop undermining myself. You're undermining yourself. I know. It's a habit. So anyway, here's what Hillary said about civility in politics. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. Now, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about perhaps character assassination in the style of the Kavanaugh hearings. Um, no matter what you think about Dr. Blasey Ford, like the Avenatti thing was character assassination, and and the uh, the penis wagging incident was uh, very thin, very very thin proof. But you need to say that every day. There's that, and then there's, uh, for instance, how about uh, Maxine Waters famously saying this. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. Now, she's a nut job, but worth pointing out that there weren't a bunch of people calling her out and saying, no, you can't say that. That's going too far. And she's a a very popular nut job in some quarters. And then you have... The uh, young, the handsome, the uh, discussed as a candidate for 2020, Cory Booker of New Jersey. Go to the hill today. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. That ain't good. That is not good. You see various people hounded out of restaurants, out of public places, very angry dynamics that are inches away from violence. Now, you on the left are very fond of saying that, you know, any speech you don't like is, uh, well, it's unsafe. It makes me feel unsafe. It can lead to violence. Saying angry people should get in other people's faces is so close to a call for violence. I mean, it's it's barely plausible deniability. And then to have Hillary again saying, and let's play Hillary one more time, Sean. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. Christian Amanpour, who was the interviewer for that uh, back and forth, really should have followed up on that. I mean, after after Hillary Clinton says that, you've got to say, "What do you mean, right, by civil, right?" You well, gotta you gotta drill down on that because that's an extraordinary thing. Yeah, indeed. To we say. can't be civil. Well, this is, it's a classic casting you, your opponent as so evil. Can you imagine if Trump had said that at any point? Right. Oh, my God. Trump People would who, go crazy. Who is famously not very civil, and we've called him out on it. 
and he ought to do better. Um, but to have somebody calmly and quietly saying, you shouldn't be civil until we win. That's dangerous. Oh yeah, Ron, uh, Rand Paul is running around for some fairly obvious reasons, saying somebody's going to get assassinated. All this talk about you don't have to be civil because they're evil uh, on both sides, but particularly on the left, we'll end up with dead people. Rand Paul says that for a couple of reasons. Number one, he was just physically attacked, so I think he's hyper aware of it. And number two, he saw several people shot down on a baseball field, one almost dying. By a guy, and this has not been widely reported, he was a Bernie Sanders fan. He was yelling, this is for health care, bluey, 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 this is for health care. He was also a crazy uh, guy, but the more heated the rhetoric gets, the more crazy people will react to it. And what went on in Portland? I've just seen the video of people with mask on, masks on pounding on people's cars. What, 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 I don't, I don't, I've never figured out what the issue was there. Mm, what, what was, it's, it's Antifa types, just anything I, to the left of, of like... Karl Marx, who they consider a moderate, they get or anything to the right of that, they get crazy and smash stuff. So I don't know what specifically was happening that day. Uh, let's see, was uh, the Antifa and Portland. the uh, and the police of Portland didn't do anything about that. No. Didn't clear that street and then didn't say, protect "Hey, protect the citizens." Didn't say, "Hey, look, citizens get to drive down this block if they want to." Portland Police Bureau spokesperson said the police did not become involved because it was a volatile situation. The responding might have made it worse. Do you think that's your reaction of the police if you had a bunch of people in MAGA hats beating on Priuses, right, screaming at people and scaring them to death? If you're not scared to death when a bunch of people in masks are beating on your car with sticks. <laughs> You would be worried they're going to drag me out of the car and kill me. It, it easily would be the most terrifying thing that's ever happened in your life for a lot of people. And 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 they didn't do anything? Again, well, if they had a bunch of MAGA hats doing that, are you kidding? They'd bring out the riot squad. The um the mayor of Portland who is... God, we got to treat violence the same way on both sides. How how difficult is that? Yeah. Um. When the ICE office was surrounded and besieged and there was violence um, in Portland a a couple of months ago, I guess, the mayor said, it's not our job to protect that. Ted Wheeler, he is a way left, you know, pro-Antifa, pro-lawlessness and violence radical. And he said, no, we're not doing anything about it. A federal office in your city is besieged by violent demonstrators. And you tell the cops to stand down. The same thing they did this past weekend. You know, there was a there was a, a chunk of time in this country for several decades where this sort of behavior was usually on the right, either racists or religious nuts that did this sort of thing. And there were towns in America where hippies or liberals or whatever, you know, had had to be had to cower in fear, mm-hmm. and the police weren't going to do anything about it. Right, and, and the, it was dead wrong. And the media, civil rights movement, and the media rightfully reacted with horror to these parts of the country. Now all this craziness has shifted over to the extreme left, and the media is just, eh, what are you going to do? You know, you try to attend a, a political rally in San Jose and get beaten in the street, eh, you know, I don't agree with their politics, so. It's just... Yeah, those elderly people, I don't know, they're they're probably conservative, so it's okay they get terrorized. Driving down a street in Portland, all bunch of, a bunch of masked thugs are pounding on your car. So they uh, they were protesting the police shooting of some uh, person well, what um, that, that to, I know very little about. I don't understand um, what that had to do with people just happen to be passing by. 
the so where the the shooting happened in a parking lot, the protest was gathered there. It just kind of expanded out into gotcha. the street from that, and so. and expanded into smashing people who yes. are just trying to drive home, including the elderly. Uh, but Pat, who's a retired uh, cop, said it was really interesting. Local news outlets are treating these incidents like it was a neighborhood block party, underreporting it if they're reporting it at all. Um, masked gangs roving violently through the streets, bringing lawlessness with the tacit approval of the government and the police is not a story in Portland. It's a wonderful city, a beautiful city, and I love Portland in a lot of ways, but uh, San Francisco's calling Portland and warning you what you're becoming is untenable. It will be the, not the death of you, but it will certainly be the terrible, terrible weakening of you. One of the the drivers had the the audacity to have a North Carolina license plate on his car, which then got him accused of being uh, KKK from there and to go back to gotcha, et cetera, right? Et cetera. Gotcha, right? So uh, I would look for a steep decline in tourism to Portland very very soon. I know my interest in crossing a bridge and enjoying that fine city is declining. Uh, the last time I spent a significant amount of time in Portland, saw a great rock and roll show. Ate some terrific food, and also had to dodge angry, screaming lunatics several times. That was in, like, 36 hours. Right. Yeah. Definitely. That's part of the deal. Um, What's the latest heading into the midterms? Energy opinions, that sort of stuff from the great Dan Balls of the Washington Post. Always interesting to talk to him. He's a big deal. One angry protester shouted at the driver in the blue car for being a little whitey, so it was a racist mob. Telling you. Shoes on the other foot. Imagine that. Uh, Armstrong and Getty Show.